Our reading today is from Matthew chapter 14, from verse 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Christian life, we are called to live by faith. We are called to trust God even in very difficult situations. And that's not easy to do, right? In fact, would you agree that sometimes it's very, very hard to keep trusting God? So so what I want to do today is I want to touch on three points. First, I want to talk about the call to live by faith, all right? And then the difficulty of living by faith. And then finally, what, what we should do about that difficulty. So first, we're called to live by faith. In this passage, right before this, Jesus had just miraculously fed 5,000 people who were in the wilderness listening to him teach. If you know the story, he took just a few loaves of bread and a few fish and he multiplied the food to feed all these people. Jesus then instructed his disciples to get into the boat and to cross the lake, or what we might call the Sea of Galilee. He said, go across the lake so that he could spend some time alone in prayer. And and while Jesus was praying and while the disciples were crossing the lake, the disciples found themselves in the middle of an intense storm. Verse 24 says, the boat was a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So that's the scene. It's the middle of the night. It's pitch dark. You can't see anything. They're miles away from land. They're in the middle of this this huge body of water, and there is a storm, an intense storm raging around them. Now, let me ask you a question. What emotions do you think they were feeling in that moment? How do you think they were feeling? You might say they they felt fear or or frustration. Maybe you'd say they, they, they were beginning to feel a sense of hopelessness. Like, like, all is lost. Now, let me ask you another question. In what situations have you felt those emotions? Have, have you ever felt that way? I mean, maybe you, you've never been in a boat in the middle of a lake in the middle of a storm, but I, I bet you felt, I bet you felt like that. 
I mean, would, would you agree that often we go through situations in life where we, we feel, well, in, in the words of Matthew, we feel buffeted by the waves because the wind is against us. Now, the, the thing to notice in, in this passage is that the disciples were not in this storm. They were not in this situation because they had done something wrong. You know, sometimes we think if I, if I obey the Lord, I won't have any problems in life. And if I do have problems, well, you know, I must have done something wrong, right? But you'll, you'll notice here, Jesus, Jesus is the one who told the disciples to cross the lake. You see it right there in, in verse 22. It says, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. He, Jesus told them to cross. In other words, they were obeying the Lord. I, I know Christians who would say that the disciples in this moment, they were in the center of God's perfect will for their lives. In other words, they, they were doing exactly what the Lord had told them to do. And yet, they found themselves in the middle of this storm. And, and maybe that kind of describes you. I mean, may, maybe, maybe lately, you, you, I'm not saying you're perfect. No one, We all know you're not perfect. But maybe you've been doing the best you can to honor Christ and follow his word and obey his commandments. And yet, if, if you're honest right now, the winds are blowing, the waves are rising, you're in a storm. Now, if, if that's the case, I want you to notice, it is in exactly, in exactly that situation that Jesus comes to them. Verse 25 says, shortly before dawn, you know, they say it's always darkest before dawn, in the darkest moment of the night, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Jesus, Jesus went to them in the midst of their struggle. Now, the disciples were not encouraged by the arrival of Jesus, were they? No, since they were terrified. They thought he was a ghost. And in verse 26 says they, they cried out in fear. They're terrified by this. So what did Jesus do? Well, you'll notice initially Jesus did not give them any kind of proof that it was him, you know, that, that might have calmed their fears. He didn't, he didn't say, oh, I'm sorry, did I startle you? I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry about that. Let me, let me climb into the boat and give you a hug and shake your hand so you can feel my body and know that I'm not a ghost. And, and, and then just to show that it's really me, why don't I just calm the storm? Remember I did that back in chapter 8? Let, let me do that again to prove that it's me. Jesus did not give them evidence. He didn't give them proof, right, that, that it was him, that he was really with them. Why didn't he give them proof? Uh, well, I, I think it's this, because when you, listen, when you have proof, you don't need faith. When, when you have proof, you don't need faith. And guys, in the Christian life, we're called to live by faith. When, 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 when the disciples uh, first saw Jesus, and they're, they're so terrified by this, initially, listen, initially the only thing Jesus gave them it was what is often the only thing he gives us. He gave them his word. Verse, verse 27 says, Jesus immediately said to them, he said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. In the storm, all he gave them was just his word. His word. He said, it, 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 it is I. Don't fear. Listen to me. Trust what I say. You know, in the Bible, we are told that, that uh, you know, as we follow Christ and trust God, we're, we're told that God will provide for our needs. And we might say, well, is, is there any kind of proof that he's going to do that? And God says, I give you my word. I give you my word. 
We're also told that when we seek wisdom from God, God will direct our steps. He will lead us through life. And we say, well, is there any proof that he's going to do that? And God says, I give you my word. We're also told in Scripture that God hears our prayers. When we pray, we're not just talking to the ceiling. God is actually listening to us. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it. We say, is there any proof that there's someone up there listening? And God says, I give you my word. In the Bible, we're also told very clearly that the day is coming when when God will judge the words and deeds of everyone who has ever lived in this world. And we are also told that if we come to Christ and trust in Him because of what He did on the cross, our sins are forgiven. We don't need to fear God's judgment. And we might say, well, how, how do I know that my sins are forgiven? They don't feel forgiven. And God says, I give you my word. You see, in, in, in the Christian life, we, we are given exactly what, what the disciples were given. That moment when they first saw Christ, they, they were not given any proof. They were given his word. We are called to live by faith, meaning we are, try, we are called simply to trust the word of God. Now, second point. Sometimes that's difficult. <laughs> Can I restate that? Often that's difficult. Now, I, I'm amazed by Peter in, the, in this passage. In, in this passage, Peter, he, he, he responds to the word of Christ with what I would call astonishing faith. Ver, verse 28, he, he says this. He says, um, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Isn't, isn't that something? I mean, he didn't have to do. There's no reason Jesus that, that, that Peter had to walk on the water. Jesus wasn't requiring that of him. He could have just, you know, sat, sat back in the boat and waited to see what would happen. But, but listen, in, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures, the one who controls the oceans, the, 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 one, who, the one who commands the, the, uh, the, the, the seas and they obey him, the one, listen, in the Old Testament, the one who tramples on the waters is God. Job 9 verse 8 says, God alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. And, and when Peter sees Jesus walking on the ocean. He says, Lord, Lord, if if this is who you are, if you are the one who treads on the waves of the sea, then then that means nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is is beyond, beyond your power. So he says to Jesus, tell me to come to you on the water. And when Jesus says to him, come, isn't this amazing? Peter just jumps out of the boat and starts walking toward Jesus. Now, I need to be on, I need to be honest with you. I don't think I would have done that. In fact, I know I, I, I know my faith is not that strong. I would have been, I think I would have been like the other disciples, just sitting back, you know, watching, seeing what happens. But Peter, Peter responds with this astonishing faith in Christ. And here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. Even Christians with astonishing faith sometimes struggle with doubts. Even, even Christians who sincerely believe sometimes find it very difficult to trust God. It, the, the point is this, it's not easy to live by faith. And end of verse 29 says this. It says, Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But, verse 30, when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. When, when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began 
to sink. Even, even Christians with strong faith, astonishing faith, sometimes struggle. They, they find it hard to trust God. They, 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 they struggle with doubts. I, I saw recently online a, a list of, it was called, Prominent Christian Thinkers Who Wrestled With Doubt. And on the list, the list included C.S. Lewis, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther, Charles Spurgeon, John Calvin. You could add to the list Martin Luther King, Billy Graham, Francis Chan, John Piper from, from the Bible. You could add the Apostle Thomas, Moses the, the Deliverer, Gideon the, the, the Judge, Abraham the Patriarch, Sarah the Matriarch. I mean, just you could go on and on. Even solid, rock-solid believers sometimes find it really difficult to believe. And, and that's what happened with Peter. Now for Peter, what paused, caused Peter to, uh, to struggle and to doubt was, it says he saw the wind. I guess that means he saw the effects of the wind blowing. He realized this, this, this thing that had been troubling them the whole night across the lake was still there. It hadn't changed. The wind was still blowing. So what Peter, what, for Peter, what caused him to struggle was, was he saw the wind. For other people, what causes them to struggle might be um, they see the suffering in the world. How can God exist if there's so much suffering in this world? Or, or, or maybe, you know, they, they, it doesn't feel like God is answering their prayers. How do I know God is up there? He doesn't seem to answer my prayer. Or maybe they see hi hypocrisy in, in the lives of other Christians or hypocrisy in the church. And they say, you know, how can the gospel be real if people who claim to believe it live the way they do? Or, or, or maybe, um, you know, maybe like Peter, they're just afraid. You ever just been afraid? Because it seems like Seems like everything's out of control. I mean, you know Christ is there, but things are still out of control. So there, there are different reasons why people struggle with faith. But, but I listen, I've come to believe that the, the struggle itself is almost universal. I've never met a believer, a real believer in Christ who hasn't struggled this way. So it's not, listen, it's not easy. So my first point is we, we are called to live by faith, all right? Second point is it's not easy to live by faith. All right, and, and, and then third, I want to ask this. What should we do about it? What should we do about this difficulty? Well, judging from Peter's example here, I would say we should do this. We should ask for help. I mean, we should just be honest with the Lord about what we're going through, about our struggles, and we just say, Lord, I, I need help. And that's, that's what Peter did. Verse, verse 30 says, When he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. He, he, he just said, help me, please. Now, I, I don't know, but I wonder, I, don't, do you wonder, I wonder if it might have been embarrassing for Peter to, you know, ad admit that he needed help. I mean, Jesus is standing right there. The guys in the boat, they're watching. How, how, how embarrassing for everyone to know that he was struggling. But you know what? I guess he was in a situation where, listen, it was either ask for help or drown. So he asked for help. He cried out. In fact, the word in Greek, cried out, means he, he didn't just mumble this under his breath. He, to cry out means he cried out in a loud voice. Everyone could hear it. But he didn't care what people thought. He just needed help. So he asked for help. You know, this passage reminds me of a of a story that's in, in Mark chapter 9. You, you might know this story. In Mark chapter 9, this man um, brings... His son, who's in a very desperate situation, brings his son to the disciples to see if they can heal him. And the disciples are struggling with this. And so then Jesus arrives, and, and, and the man comes up to Jesus, and, and he says to Jesus, he explains the situation with his son, and, and he says, Lord, 
if you can, would you heal him? <laughs> and Jesus looks at the man. Remember, he, he says, if I can? What do you mean if I can? Where's your faith? He says this. He says, all things are possible for those who believe. And then the man looks at Jesus and he prays what I think is one of the most beautiful prayers in the Bible. Beautiful because of its honesty. He says this. He says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe, but I'm struggling to believe. He's just honest with the Lord. And this, guys, this is what Peter does with Jesus. In, in his struggle with faith, he asks for help. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm wondering what, what would it look like for you in your situation to begin to just be brutally honest with the Lord in those areas of your life where you're struggling to trust him and just say, help, help. Lord, will you help me? You, you, you see, the reason I ask that, when Peter asked for help, you know what Jesus did? Verse 31 says this. It says, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Now, in verse 31, Matthew 14, my favorite word in that verse, you know what it is? It's the first word. E immediately <laughs> immediately jesus jesus didn't didn't make peter wait before he helped him right he did, peter did, jesus didn't say you know what let me let me let him sink a little bit yeah he's got to learn a lesson he's got to he's got to learn to tread water swim on his own then i'll help him no 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 immediately in other words as soon as peter asked for help jesus hand was on him now, you know the reason i like that is because that just encourages me does it encourage you? Encourages me to be honest with God in my struggles. And I listen, my brother, my sister, I hope it encourages you. If, if you're struggling to believe, tell him. Ask him. Help me. You see, here, here's the good news, guys. We do not have a savior who ignores people who cry out for help. Isn't that good news? We don't, we do, we don't have a Messiah who makes fun of people when they're struggling with doubts. We don't have a redeemer who condemns people when they stumble and fall into sin. Hebrews 4 verse 15 and 16 says, we do not have a high priest. Do you know this verse? We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And then it says this, let us, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us, to help us in our time of need. So, we're called to live by faith. <laughs> There's no way around it, guys. We, we're, we're very often in life, all we're given is God's word and we're, we're called to hold on to it. We're called to live by faith, all right? That is not going to be easy. Don't be surprised if it's hard. So what do we do when it's hard? Ask for help. Ask for help. Can, can I pray with you? Lord Jesus, I thank you that just like with these disciples, you come to us in the worst moments of life. You come when the storm is raging, when the sky is dark. I thank you that just like with them, you call us to trust your word. We struggle with this. We do. So I pray for your grace. I pray for power from the Holy Spirit. I pray for conviction from your word that you would strengthen our faith. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Help our unbelief. Reach out your hand. Grab hold of us. Lift us up. 
For, for each person listening to me, in whatever way they are struggling to believe, won't you, in, in wonderful mercy, tailor-made for, for the needs of their life, won't you come to them and help them? We pray. We pray with confidence. We love you because you love us. Amen.